Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Love Yourself First. I am late getting this episode out, and I'm not going to apologize, I'm, but I am going to explain. I have not felt great this week. It's not COVID, and I didn't really feel like I had a cold. I just felt really lethargic, and my body felt really achy. And so I don't know if it was like sort of a virus or like I took enough zinc that maybe it wore off. I don't know, but it just, I did not feel a hundred percent. I'm like feeling better today, but still don't feel like at my best. So I wasn't going to do a podcast when I didn't feel good. Um, you know, can't force ourselves to do things if we aren't up to it. I listened to my body and I was trying to rest. After work, I ate dinner and I just laid in bed the rest of the night. It was actually kind of nice. Went to bed really early, kept taking melatonin, would have really good sleep. But just haven't felt felt off this week. I don't know what it is. I also it's been really terrible weather here in Austin. It's like raining every single day. It's really gloomy. Haven't really been getting outside and I just think yeah, there's just a, like a lot going on. Um, also I was supposed to be in Costa Rica this week. I was supposed to leave for Costa Rica yesterday, so I'm not even supposed to be here. (laughs) So I just think maybe I'm a little depressed. Maybe there's like a probability that that could be part of the issue. Um, but it's okay. The trip is rescheduled for early March. Literally, it's just going to be 40 more days and we're going to be there. And honestly, looking on the bright side of things, that's what I always try to do. It gives me more time to get my body in shape and feel a little better about myself in a bathing suit. So once I feel better, I'm hoping tomorrow I'll feel back to normal and I'm going to kickboxing tomorrow night and I'm going to get back on track and, you know, just like, you know, when you don't feel good, you just like, you're just, it throws you off. Like I haven't been eating great, haven't been working out, moving my body. I'm just like ready to get back into the swing of things. Uh, but today I wanted to talk about dating and, you know, being single. So this is, this episode is probably going to be geared a little bit more towards all my single girly pops. But, you know, if you're not single and you're dating or married or whatever your situationship is, um, you know, we'll try to keep it fun. You can still hopefully get entertained. Um, I'm going to actually kick us off by starting with a recording. I hope this, I hope this works. I'm going to try and share this recording. Um, so you guys can get a glimpse into what it's like in the dating world, because I, I, just to give you a little bit of background, um, and color for, if you haven't been listening to the last few episodes, I did no date December. And then I went on one date in January and said, Oop, I, I don't think this is for me. And was like, I'm going to do no date January. I will say, last week or the week before, I matched with a couple of guys that I was actually sort of interested in. One guy specifically I was very interested in. If you hear noises, that's my cat literally pushing bowls. Oh, I know exactly what she did. I'll be right back. My cat legitimately just knocked off all of these dishes off the sink and then turned on the garbage disposal, (laughs) scared the shit out of herself, and she went running. Oh, my God. 
I swear, this cat. Anywho, um, okay, so I, like I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, my I was on Hinge and I was I matched with this guy that I was really interested in and he like was a chef and he like his whole Instagram was all um pictures of food and I was like hell yeah like I'm trying to I'm trying to date someone who can cook and feed me food is my love language um but he was very well traveled he traveled a lot in France he spent part of his childhood in France he goes back to France every year um I don't know there were a few things on his profile that had me interested very interested and the me getting excited over a guy on a social or like a dating app is hard to come by. There are people I match with and I'm like, uh, like maybe, but getting excited over a guy, very rare. So I was like super pumped, but then he just out of the blue stops messaging. And sometimes I think that happens for a few reasons. Either they lose interest or they're just not on the app or whatever the case may be, and you can't take it personally, but it is discouraging because it's like, look, you get excited, and then, you know, they disappear, and then the ones that you are super excited about, but you're like, uh, like, I gotta go on the dates, I gotta kiss a lot of frogs, right, and so this happened to me yesterday, um, actually, the other day, I matched with this guy earlier in the week, and he, from his pictures looked very attractive and he had finished his doctorate and so he was a doctor of physical therapy and he seemed like a lot of fun um so I was like at least interested we matched and we got talking he had a lot of really bad dad jokes and I was kind of turned off by that it's like hard with the jokes to to translate that through messaging, especially with someone that you don't know that well. So sometimes it's like, I think I'm just at a place where I've gone on so many bad first dates that any sort of little sign where they could come off as not being normal just makes me nervous and scared. But he had asked me, you know, what my plan, well, there, I will say we were chat, probably chatting on Monday and it was during the work hours earlier in the morning. And then he was like, hey, I've got to, you know, do some things for work. But can we pick this up later? Because I would still I would like to get to know you. And I when he said that, I was like, yes, like, this is the kind of communication that I appreciate. So he earned a really big brownie point in that moment. And he, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. He messaged me later, like all of those were green flags. But then yesterday maybe not yesterday the day before he had asked me like what are you doing this week do you have any plans and I was like at the point at the time I did have a lot of plans but I like I said I just started to not feel great and I was I have this whole week I had plans every single night after my trip from Costa Rica got canceled I was like well I'm just gonna make all the plans and then he was like well I have extra tickets to go see Trevor Trevor Noah on Wednesday would you want to go and I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Like, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a good first date. Um, so then he, I don't know, he kept making these dad jokes. And then he was like, well, if you end up having a bad time, you can just tell me that you left your oven on and you can bail. And I was like, well, I like to be optimistic. 
Like, I don't see why we wouldn't have a good time. Like, kind of starting to make me second guess myself. And then he goes, okay, cool. I'll start drinking before you get there. And I was like, okay. And I messaged him back and I was like, you're making me really nervous. And you know what? I just started feeling like, why do I think this is going to go bad? And I ended up just saying, you know, I don't think I'm going to go on this date. And I just deleted my whole account. I just got off hinge altogether. And I was like, you know, just no date December and no date January is just going to turn into no date 2024. I'm, I cannot go on another bad date, (laughs) at least not in the near future. I'm really liking working on myself and the places that I'm going and all these new things I'm going to try this year. And I just, I'm not trying to change up my vibe by going on these really bad dates. But I have the whole, all of this to say, I'm going to re- re- like play this recording from this guy that tried to match with me on Hinge before I canceled my account. And I hope that this gives you a glimmer into why dating on social like these apps is just not fun like all these single people probably hear me all my married friends or friends that are in relationships and you're like oh it's so fun like or try to give advice it's like you have no idea what it's like and hopefully this gives you some sort of glimmer okay so we're gonna play this and hopefully it it will translate in the mic Nutella, it's the most amazing thing ever invented. You can have them in sandwiches, on pancakes, ice cream, milkshakes. You can even put it on somebody and lick it off them. Still tastes amazing. Um, okay, so there's a few things that I would like to note here. <laughs> Love the Australian accent. Um, Nutella is also a delicious food. And you can put it on a lot of things. <laughs> I just don't know if I would put that... You can put it on each other and lick it off on your dating profile. Maybe not lead with that, Michael. (laughs) I mean, I recorded this. That's how much I got a giggle out of it, but immediately swiped left. And I was like, no, we're not going there. What the heck? Um, Anyway, what I will say, if you are dating and you are on these apps, like, you have to go in it with the mindset of not being married to an outcome. There's this really great account that I follow on Instagram called A Little Nudge, and she's a dating coach. I don't remember exactly what her name is, but I think her handle is A Little Nudge, and she talks about um, not attached to outcome. So dating just to date and meet people and not being attached to the outcome. So even though as much as I was really interested in that guy, I wasn't going to force like messaging him multiple times because I was interested in him. And because I wanted to meet him, like I have to meet people where they're at and not be attached to the outcome. And if you do, if you are starting to date someone and like, or you go on a first date, not being attached to like hoping this one works out, like, gosh, I hope this, this is the guy or this is the one that finally sticks. It's like, you can't think that way because you're just going to get disappointed. You have to just kind of go with the flow and not really put pressure on it. Like I got to a point where I, and this is probably why dating apps don't really work because I think you get to a point where you're just like, I'm not really taking this seriously because no one else is taking it seriously. There probably are people out there who take it seriously. But 
a lot of people don't. And there's a lot of accounts out there that are just sitting there and no one's actually using them or they do for an hour or two because they have an itch to scratch and they want their ego stroked for a second and they're bored and then they just don't get back on the app for another two weeks. This was starting to kind of be my pattern. And I was like, you know what? I'm just like over this. And so this being single on purpose mindset is really kind of where I'm at now. And I just want to start believing that if I'm happy being single and I'm doing my own thing and I'm thriving, then maybe eventually I'll meet someone in a more organic capacity. But I just do not know if I am interested in in this moment, <laughs> continuing down this dating app journey because it's just exhausting. Um, but I was also listening to another podcast. I think I, I've talked about her podcast a few times. Um, Do the work with Sabrina Zohar, I think is her name. She had Case Kenny on one of her episodes. Case Kenny is also a really great uh, a person to follow on Instagram. He also has a podcast and he has a book called Single is Your Superpower. And he, great listen, he has a lot of great insight, but this episode was one of my favorite episodes and they were talking about not dating for an end goal and dating for like for a different, you have to have like actual different reason. If you're dating for an end goal, like I want to date because I want to find my husband and I want to have children and you're on some timeline, that's when you start to date potential. You're going to end up settling for someone because you're you're going to feel forced to find someone so that you can get that goal met versus if you are dating someone like uh, my mindset is like I want to date someone because I want them to add value to my life. My life feels really great where I'm at, but I want someone in my life to share my life with. I want my experiences to be enhanced by sharing that experience with someone. That's actually one of my love languages is shared experiences. I also joke and say it's Chipotle and food, but um, really words of affirmation and shared experiences. When I travel, like that's probably the one time like out of all my life and all the things that I do, traveling is the one area where I really do feel like having a person a special person in my life would really add value. And I would love one day to have someone to be able to do that with. Um, for example, when I was in Terlingua, not this past Thanksgiving, but the Thanksgiving before, um, I usually take a hiking trip over Thanksgiving. Um, I went and stayed in a cave in Terlingua, right outside of Big Bend National Park. And it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever done. It was definitely the coolest, unique stay I've ever stayed in. And so you kind of drive up this side of this mountain and there's these caves that are tucked inside of the mountain. And you're overlooking this beautiful scenery. It was just, it was a luxury cave. It was really cool. Had like a full bed, a queen bed probably. And then it had like it in the back, a full bathroom. And it had a uh, shower, full shower, white, beautiful shower with the shower. Um, I don't know what it's called. I'm not an interior designer or anything like that. But like the shower heads were from the ceiling and they had these two big shower heads and it was like raining down. And I don't know, it's just such an experience and a vibe. And then it also had like a refrigerator and um, AC and heat. And then it had a fire pit out front. I mean, it was just the coolest cave. If you follow me on Instagram, 
my personal Instagram is tagged and you'll see on my personal Instagram there's some pictures from the cave. I, I mean it's one of it's actually when I had my hinge profile it was one of my profile pictures and that picture was the one that I got the most questions on. So having like really cool pictures as a prompt. That's a little tip if you are online dating. Um, also, one of the other questions that I had on my Hinge profile, if you are looking for good prompts, um, one of the prompts that I used that worked really well and was very interesting, the answers that I got, even if the person I wasn't interested in, I really appreciated the answers. Um, but I think I got this from Sabrina Zohar. It was like, one thing that I want to know about you is, and you fill in the prompt and you say, when was your last relationship and what did it teach you about yourself? You're really going to learn a lot about a person when they answer that question. So just two little tips out there if you're looking for some inspiration to jazz up your dating profile, or you can continue listening on about why we want to just date ourselves. Um, so just going back to this idea of like not dating for an end goal, because that ends up leading to dating potential and not someone of value that you really are compatible with. It's a lot easier, I think, to detach when you're not dating for that goal or that outcome. So like I said earlier, when these guys are kind of ghosting or they're not really giving me what I want, if I'm not really attached to that outcome and I'm not dating for a goal, I'm not attached as easily. It's a lot easier to detach from those situations and to say, you know, this isn't serving me. This isn't what I'm looking for. As much as that guy was attractive and his food looked delicious and I would love to go to France with him one day, I also know that I want someone who's consistent and is putting more effort in than what he was doing. And at the end of the day, that is above all else. I don't care how good looking he is. That isn't going to serve me and it's certainly not. I deserve better than that. I know I want better than that. And if you're just desperate to find someone, you kind of lose yourself and you lose your purpose in life. So you just don't really want to be too attached to an outcome or that end goal. Um, your purpose is much more than being someone's girlfriend or wife. You know, I that's why I, this whole podcast is about happiness from within, right? And loving yourself first, because no relationship is going to change that if you're not happy with yourself. You can find that what you think is a perfect guy and it's not going to make you happier. You know, you, that's got to come from within. Forcing things just never works out, I think. And especially in dating, it's never going to end well. You just you want to make sure you take your time and find the right person. So one of the most powerful quotes that I read recently was you're not ready for a relationship until you don't need one. And that hit home. And I think that's why I'm kind of ready to take a break from it, because I really don't think I need one, but I still think I put a lot of pressure on myself. And that's exactly why in December I had decided that I was going to do no date December because it started to consume my life. I was like constantly on the apps. I feel like I got a lot better about it. Even the last month, not doing, I was doing no date January. I was still on the apps here and there. I, I took a step back. I wasn't it wasn't consuming me as much as it was, but I, I just love this quote, like you're not ready for the relationship until you don't need one at all. So I just, I don't know, there is this part of me that thinks like when it becomes a place, when there's a place in my life where I'm not really thinking about dating at all, I feel like that's when he's going to show up. 
Like, I just have this feeling. Like, as soon as I get really complacent and settled with my single life, I feel like that's when it always happens for you, right? That's what people always say. Like, oh, it was happened when I least expected it, right? And if not, then at least I'm really happy with my life as it is. Um, if you haven't listened to the first episode of this podcast, the first episode is The Art of Master Dating. And I want to take it back, like, to that episode. I want to literally be a master dater and date myself. And like I talked about on the last episode, I think it might have been, where I had come up with a list of all these things that I'm going to do this year. My friend Nikki started doing, um, no, I don't even know if I talked about it on this podcast yet. Um, But my girlfriend Nikki started ice skating lessons this year and it was really inspiring to me. And so I was like, you know what? I... I'm going to start doing things and trying new things and figuring out who I am. And so I started making a list. I I literally did a Google search of like different classes you could take in Austin. And I made a list of all these things that I want to try this year. So I found a cheese 101 class where you literally get to try different cheeses and learn about cheeses, which who doesn't love cheese? Amazing. Sign me up. I found a bunch of wine classes, which I love wine, but I think I would love to know more about wine, like varietals and, you know, how they are made. And, you know, there's, when we went to Italy, there were certain wines that my friends would order. And I'm like, I've never even heard of that. I'm like, so basic. I'm like, I know Chardonnay and Pinot Grigio, but I have no idea what some of these other wines are. And I don't want to look like a dumb dumb when I'm at a nice restaurant and the only the only wines on the list of wines are ones I've, I have no idea. I'm like, that is a word I don't even know how to pronounce. Like, I would like to be more educated. So I would like to do some wine classes. I really want to learn Spanish. I was talking about this with a girlfriend over the weekend. And she was like, you know what? I If you want to learn Spanish, that's not even an end goal. That's going to be the rest of your life goal. You're going to constantly be learning and practicing your Spanish. So I was like, you know, I think this is finally a really good goal for me to start and then I can start practicing in Costa Rica and it's just something that I want to embrace and learn but it's not something that you can put down this is what I always do I'll start to learn and then I stop and then I have to start all over again so I'm I'm going to be better about that this year and I'm going to practice my and learn Spanish I also found this coffee class in Austin that was really fun I love how all these classes are mostly around food and cheese, wine, coffee. I'm sure there's going to be some other things too, like pottery. I want to take a pottery class and probably some art classes. And I just want to lean in and like try new things. And I talked about this with my therapist and she thought this would be a really good year for me to figure out like who I am and the things that I like and the things that I don't like. And that's only going to benefit you in the long run. The more that you know yourself, the easier it is for you to advocate for yourself, to speak up for yourself, to know what's good for you, what's not good for you. And that I think applies for sure in relationships too. Like, yeah, this guy and I are not going to be compatible. We're not going to get along because I know this about myself or that about myself. And it goes beyond just like what cheese you like, but you hear what I'm saying. Um, I was like thinking about this the other day that if y'all ever seen Runaway Bride, this might be showing my age. So if you're younger and you've never seen Runaway Bride, first of all, go watch it because it's an excellent movie. Um, but it, and also as a side note, 
the movie is filmed in Berlin, Maryland, which I used to work in Berlin, Maryland. It's a very cute town. I think it was named one of like America's coolest small towns one one year when I was living there or working there. It's right outside of my hometown. It's close to the beach in Ocean City, Maryland, but it's a really precious town. And that's where they filmed this movie. But if you are not familiar with the movie, Julia Roberts is in it and Richard Gere, I think that's how, how you say his name, Richard Gere, very cute. And we love Julia Roberts. And basically, she keeps getting engaged. And when she goes to walk down the aisle with every guy, she ends up running away. And then she'll get engaged to the next guy. And the same thing happens. She's a runner. She's a runaway bride. And this reporter comes into town to do a whole article on her about how she's running. She always runs away. And she's about to get married again. And people are taking bets on whether or not she's going to run this time and sure enough spoiler alert she does so juicy but in the movie when she she does run away and then she finally comes to realize that like she doesn't even know what eggs she likes this is one of the questions the journalist asked her was like what how do you like your eggs and she was like not sure how to answer the question and then she was like well I think she was she was still engaged to the one guy and she was like well I like them you know whatever sunny side up and that's the way that her fiance ordered them. And every relationship that she was in, that's how she would order her eggs was based on the person that she was in the relationship with. So if she was dating a guy who liked his eggs over easy, she liked her eggs over easy. If she was dating, she was engaged to this guy who liked his eggs scrambled, she liked her eggs scrambled. So when she finally, this last wedding, she doesn't, you know, marry the guy, she runs again. And she's back to her single life. One of the scenes, she's like making all the different eggs and trying all the different eggs to figure out what type of eggs she really likes. And I don't know why that stuck out to me, but like, don't be the girl that just morphs into whoever you are with. Know yourself and be your own person. Don't be that girl. Know what kind of eggs you like, right? And go do the things that you've always wanted to do. Don't wait around for the guy to come along to like, go do whatever it is that you want to do. I'm a firm believer in that. Like I solo travel. I'm not waiting for a guy to like come in my life so I can go do these things. I'm making my own things happen without that person in my life. Whether it's traveling. I mean, traveling, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go do this by myself. But when it comes to things locally, like I don't think that I do that as much. And I want to be able to go do that. I want to be able to go take myself out to a nice restaurant and treat myself to dinner or to a cocktail bar. Like those are things I don't feel as comfortable doing on my own that I feel like, well, those are, that would be a cute date night, but I don't have someone to go on the date with. Maybe I don't need the guy to go on the date. Maybe it's just myself. I'm dating my own self, right? Um, but yeah, I just think that we don't really need to have permission to, to do the things that we want to do. And we have to stop waiting for the perfect circumstances or the right time or the right people to want to go do whatever it is that we want to do. Like, I don't every single time have the perfect situation or the timing for a girlfriend to come on a trip with me. So I just book it and go myself. Um, but it kind of had this whole thing kind of had me thinking, like, if you knew that you were going to be single for the entire next year, how would you live your life? And when you start to think about it, like, okay, well, if I know I'm going to be single for the next year, and like, there's no changing that. 
am I going to embrace that and make the best of it? Like, that's what I would like to think that I'm going to do. Like, what would that look like? What would the, what, how would I choose to spend my time? That's kind of how I want to move into this year. And it's like, okay, well, if I know I'm going to be single, then I might as well just do the things I want to do. And I'm going to have a really great time being single. Um, instead of like wallowing in self-pity or complaining and like being sad or constantly spending time on these apps because I'm trying to force it and find someone. It's like, that's such a waste. Just go live your life. Go make new memories. Go meet new people like that are, that can just be friends. Um, my girlfriend Nikki and I are always talking about ways that we can like meet new people. I really want to lean into that this year. Um, and just be single on purpose and be intentional about how I'm spending my time and enjoying my life. Because look, at my age, it's hard to not really think about like, what if I am just going to be that woman that doesn't have a relationship and I need to be okay with that. I need to not think that that's a problem. Like, what if it's the best thing for me? And what would that look like? You know, I don't want to just be a homebody and like not ever do anything. I want to like enjoy my life. So if that's what it's going to be, then how can I make it that life look really enriched and fulfilled and lovely and beautiful without having another person, right? And like my my friends are my family and my my you know, the loves of my life, some of them are just really amazing. So it's not that I don't have relationships and people of importance in my life. It's just that I don't have a romantic partner. Um, I share my bed with my cat. <laughs> it's just different. Um, but uh, in on this kind of topic, I am a firm believer that the path is never straight And there's this amazing book that I was given years ago when I tried out for the Baltimore Ravens cheerleading team and made it to finals and got cut at finals. I was heartbroken because I had worked so hard and I got so close and I just didn't quite make it, you know. And my best friend, her fiance, his mother was my writing professor in grad school her name is Marion Winnick, and she's a beautiful writer. She has some amazing books out there. But one of the books that she let me borrow and read, because she thought, I think at that time, I really needed to hear this message. The book is called Rules for the Unruly. And that was one of the messages in the book was that the path is never straight. And that's one of my absolute favorite all-time affirmations and reminders now, even to this point in my life, years and years later, because... Things don't always work out the way that you think that they should or that you want them to. But sometimes they don't work out because something else is supposed to work out for you that's you at the time might not even realize is actually even better for you. In that moment, it felt horrible that I didn't make the cheerleading team. And I think for years, I like still wanted to be on the cheerleading team. But looking back on it, I'm like, I wish that I could tell Tracy then to just embrace being on the playmakers. And instead of wishing for this other thing to happen, just truly embrace where I was at in life. The playmakers was, I think, really, truly where I was supposed to end up. That was what was meant for me all along. And so I was trying to make this other thing fit and kind of being disappointed that it wasn't working out. And I was wasting a lot of time wishing when I 
now wish that I had just spent that time being appreciative and grateful for where I was at. So I think it's just a beautiful reminder to like accept where you are and be grateful for where you're at in life and not looking back or forward and just being present. But there are seven rules for the unruly in this book and I was going to share them with you really quick. And the first one is the path is not straight and that's my favorite one. The other second one is mistakes need not be fatal. I think that's a powerful one too. We're human. We make mistakes and give yourself some grace when you make mistakes. They're not fatal. Number three, people are more important than achievements or possessions. Love that. Four, be gentle with your parents. Five, never stop doing what you care about most. Love that. Six, learn to use a semicolon. (laughs) And number seven, you will find love. I just love Marion Winnick. And like I said, check her out. Um, She has a little website and she has some really amazing books. One of them that I also have read is called First Come Love and it's about her story and her life. And it's really, she's just an amazing person, but um, love the book Rules for the Unruly. And I thought that that kind of correlated with kind of what I'm going through right now. So it's like good to kind of reflect and like bring it back to what I need to hear most. Um, And on that topic, I also wanted to just quickly shift gears here a little bit and talk about values. I know we had talked about this on the last episode after we did Twisted Thinking, and my therapist had me do this exercise. It's a values exercise, and I can probably share this worksheet. I'll, I'll link it in my in the Instagram bio. I'll probably put it in the show notes too because I feel like it's a really interesting worksheet. So there's just literally a list of a bunch of different values. And what you're supposed to do is go through and highlight all the values that speak to you in some sort of way. And then like the things that are important to you, you and if there's not ones on here listed that you think are things that are important to you, you can list those too. It doesn't have to be on this list. But if you think of a value that you possess then you would circle it or highlight it or whatever. Um, So the thought is that every single core value that resonates with you, you highlight. Then you would group similar values together in buckets. So you can't have more than five groupings and you would drop out the least important values that maybe you start to think, okay, well, this one's actually not really that important. And then from those five buckets, you would choose one word from each of those groups that best represents the label for the entire group. So my five values were or are clarity, safety, adventure, relationships, and growth. And I think it's really important to know your values because, okay, I'm like, these are the five areas that I want to lean into this year. Clarity is actually my word and my theme for the year at work, but I actually feel like it really relates to my other word for the year, which was peace. When I said the way that I'm going to protect my inner peace is by being more assertive and being very clear and standing up for myself and setting boundaries. The same thing kind of I'm applying to at work, but the purpose is a little bit more like different. It's not really peace driven. It's more like, I want to ask for clarity because it's something that I need, but I also want to be very intentional about how I'm speaking and being very clear. 
I'm working on giving feedback, but also setting boundaries and um, just working on my communication skills altogether. Because there's times I listen to myself and I'm like, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like I come off very unpolished. Sometimes I feel like I'm a goofball. And I just would love to be a really excellent communicator. Safety is something that's really important to me. But I think that is um, interesting because it's something that I don't really know that I felt like I had growing up having stability and security. And so I really value having a sense of safety. Like I'm financially secure and stable and I don't have to rely on anyone else. But I also think that there's certain situations that don't make me feel safe. And I also think that setting boundaries can probably help with that. So some of these I feel like really correlate. Adventure is something that's obviously really important to me. And I, I lean into this one, I feel like already, but I feel like there's probably ways that I could do better about having a little bit more adventure um, throughout the year without feeling like I have to take some big vacation. So I'd like to get a little bit more creative on how I can have this sense of adventure, even if it's just like little weekend trips or more hiking trips or doing more things outside or just being spontaneous and having a sense of adventure. I feel like like these classes, I feel like that's like a new thing for me. It's like an untapped, you know, sense of adventure, like new experience. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. Relationships are very important to me, but I really this year would like to get better about being a better friend, being there for others, checking in with people, being more thoughtful, having better, stronger relationships with the friendships that I already have, but then also making new ones. I'd like to be able to do that and have stronger relationships. And then personal growth is something that is very important to me. I think we're always, always growing, but being, you know, mindful of ways that I can grow, obviously the clarity and the communication and being assertive and setting boundaries and all of that is definitely something that I want to grow into. But I also think I can be a better leader and there's, you know, there's all sorts of ways. As soon as you feel like you cross one thing off, there's other things that you can work on and grow. So that's something that's really important to me. But the reason that my therapist had me do this exercise is because this list and knowing my values is really helpful when you're trying to pick a partner. Um, and I know I mentioned this on another podcast episode, but like if relationships or family was really important to me that might look differently for someone else. So even though it might be a value for them, it might mean something different. So really getting curious about like, what exactly it means for them, or um, I don't know, I think it's helpful for me too. Because like I said, it's like helping me want to like dive in deeper, and know that like, clarity is something that is a value of, of mine, but also something that I need. That's like really good information to have. You can show up better for yourself because you know yourself like, okay, well, I know that when things aren't clear to me, I get really frustrated. So when someone's not being clear to me, I can explain to them, hey, I really appreciate clarity. Can you just explain to me like X, Y, and Z? Or can you give me a little bit more information around this? Or if I feel like someone's tap dancing around something that they're trying to tell me, but they're not being very clear to me, I can see right through it and I get really kind of annoyed. So being able to say, I feel like you're not being transparent with me and I really appreciate clarity. So I'm not going home later and internalizing and thinking, what was she really trying to say? Was she really trying to say X, Y, and Z? I'm not a mind reader. Like I, I just like people being upfront and transparent and honest with me. So knowledge is power. This is really going to help me, I think, going in through the new year because I, again, 
I'm all about learning and being a stronger version of myself and dating myself. And I think, like I said, I'm not really, I don't have any plans anytime soon getting back on these dating apps. I've just about had it. I still can't get over that guy with the Nutella. <laughs> like, sir. <laughs> I think that I'm going to start a side hustle and letting people send me their dating profiles for review. If you know some guy friend of yours that is single and is on these dating apps and wants someone to review their profile, send me $20 via Venmo. I would gladly tell him what he's doing wrong because there's just about 99% of those profiles on the dating apps are just horrendous. You would be astonished. I mean, it's just a joke. Uh, I might have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I'm not poo-pooing this for everyone. Go at it. If you're, if you're on it, good luck to you. Um, I just need a break from it for sure. <laughs> like so disgruntled. Uh, anyway, that is my plan for the year. Um, also side note, Ravens chief game on Sunday, go Ravens. It'd be amazing if we made it to the Super Bowl this year. Got my fingers crossed. Can't wait. Um, yeah, I hope everyone has a really great week. Just please stay warm. Take your Zycam and don't get sick. The COVID is running rampant again. So just stay safe and take care of yourself. This is just uh, a little tidbit from me to you. You know, you can feel it when you don't take care of yourself. It, it Your body starts to feel it and catch up to you. I honestly think too, part of the reason that I wasn't feeling well is because I drank a little bit on Saturday and then I told myself I wasn't going to drink over like on Sunday. And sure enough, I did. And it's probably my immune system was like, okay, girl, I truly think that I'm like sober curious, not say I would be sober forever, but definitely feel feeling like I'm I every single time I drink, I end up feeling horrible the next day. I eat terribly, I don't work out, I'm tired. And then it starts to snowball. And look what ended up happening. I ended up didn't, I didn't feel good this week, my whole body was like, ah, so I don't know. I, I always do so much better when I don't drink. And I'm not even saying I drink a lot. Just like two glasses of wine. Forget about it. I'm done for three days. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's time to take a break from that too. I'm just taking a break from everything. <laughs> just quiet, quitting, dating, and drinking everything. This is a new, new year, new me. Anyway, I hope everyone again I hope everyone has a really great rest of your week again sorry not no I'm not apologizing that this came out late it is what it is and that is all I have for now um I, as always thank you all for listening I really really appreciate everyone's continuing support for whatever reason whenever someone reaches out and they're like I listen to the podcast I'm like shocked <laughs> but my little audience is growing. So thank you all for being here. One at a time, we're going to continue to grow this little audience. And it makes me so happy. So I appreciate all of you. Please give a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you like what you heard. And share this episode with someone that you think would benefit from it. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of their evening and week and weekend. Show up for yourself this week and do something for you. And we'll talk later. We'll talk next week. Bye and go Ravens.